Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729 to 811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clearance. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right. Save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Welcome to Total Wine and More. It's much more than a wine store. It's the eighth wonder of the world. When people talk about Total Wine and More, they get a little carried away. We're just a big, friendly place run by people with a passion for wine and beer. See, we travel the world to find the best wines from the best regions, and we sell them at the lowest prices anywhere. And friendly, helpful experts at every turn. You know what? Maybe we are the eighth wonder of the world. Shop in store or online at TotalWine.com. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the NBA Podcast presented by B-Ball Breakdown. I'm Brian Taporic, and joining me, as always, is Morton Jensen. How's it going, Morton? It's going real well, Bri, even though I'm not a multi multi-millionaire like some of these people right now. How about I you? Know. I likewise not a multi-millionaire, but dare to dream. Maybe the uh the salary cap will inflate writer salaries once all the free agents get paid out. We should have like a podcast for salary cap. <laughs> that would be Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back to school styles for kids and baby. Get flip flops for two bucks, graphic tees for four bucks, shorts for six dollars, and jeans for eight dollars. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid size prices. Just two, four, six, and eight dollars. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and Old Navy. Valid 729 to 811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clearance. That'd be pretty sweet. Let's yeah. let's see if we can get a uh, union involved and see if they <laughs> get that worked into the next CBA. Salary cap floor of $50 million. So we're, we're recording this Friday afternoon. It's uh, 1 o'clock Central Time, so free agency has been going on for about 14 hours now. And... Breaking news, the 76ers have just agreed to a three-year, $27 million deal with Jared Bayless. <sighs> well, so you know, he can shoot. Yeah, I mean, you know, we had to we had to know that it was coming because in the first 14 hours or so, we've already seen $920 million handed out. So we've seen a ridiculous number of huge contracts. Um, we were going to talk about worst contracts in a little bit, but now I'm kind of heartbroken and I feel like the Bayless thing needs to be mentioned right away. I'm going to give that a little time to marinate while we talk about the favorite signings that we've seen so far. So Morton, give me your best ones. Jordan Clarkson. But here's the thing. I know that they were limited in what they could offer LA Mm -hmm. uh, because of the arenas provision, but... 
he could have technically just accepted the qualifying offer and become an unrestricted free agent in 2017, effectively raising his, uh, his you know, his contract by a 100%. He could have gotten a $100 million deal next year. So I think if he accepted the qualifying offer, he still would have been restricted next year. But that said, he could have taken an offer sheet this year and gotten about sixty million instead of fifty. So I'm with you in the fact that like he's easily one of the biggest steals in free agency. I can't believe his like how did his agent let him sign for a penny less than sixty million? That like a, a team is guaranteed to give him that offer sheet. There's no question because you mentioned the arenas provision. For those who don't know. Uh, it limits the amount that other teams are able to offer players who only have one or two years in the league. So it's basically used uh, only for second-round picks or undrafted free agents, not first-round picks, because they have, you know, usually have a four-year deal uh, coming off their rookie contracts. So with opposing teams, if they offer the offer sheet. Uh, they're limited to the mid-level exception in year one, which is about $5.6 million, a 4.5% raise in year two, which is about $5.8 million, and then they can do the max in year three, which is around $24 million, and a 4.1% raise on that in the fourth year. So if another team had given Clarkson an offer sheet, it would have been about four years and a little more than $60 million. Um, for the team that extended the offer sheet his cap hit would have been his average salary so a little north of 15 million the lakers if they had matched it it would have been his actual salary so he would have been about 5.6 5.8 for the next two years and then a max in 2018 2019 so it actually works out really well for the lakers that they don't have this massive inflation that you know that yeah. they avoided having Clarkson at $24 million in 2018 because, you know, he was a guy that I, I wanted the Sixers to go after uh, with an offer sheet, if only just to screw up the Lakers cap situation in 2018 <laughs> because Randall is a restricted free agent that year. Yeah. Russell and Larry Nance would be up for extensions that year. You know, if it seems like they're striking out on most big free agents this year, but if they get one next year, that could put them in a very precarious cap situation if Clarkson goes from five million or six million to twenty-four million. So, long story short, I am totally with you. Clarkson, probably the, if not the best signing so far, definitely in the top two. So um, I'm curious here. You're actually telling me that if he had accepted the qualifying offer, he would have continued restricted free agency status by next year. I'm pretty sure that's true because the same thing happened with Delhi this past year. He was a restricted free agent, took the qualifying offer, and then he is a restricted free agent this year as well. Then I stand corrected. I've been making that point today on Twitter, and I, no one seems to have corrected me. Damn you, Brian, for not catching me earlier. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but I'm. I'm pretty sure it is just like with the Delhi situation. So, where's the Mark Deeks Batman signal? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but either way, we are, we are both big fans of the Clarkson signing. Absolutely. Uh, Jeremy Lin's my guy. I mean, three years, oh, 36 yeah. million for, you know, he played really well last year in a reserve role in Charlotte, mm -hmm. but he's 
definitely going to be Brooklyn's starting point guard. They waived Jarrett Jack on Thursday, uh, and they literally don't have another point guard on the roster at the moment. So in this ridiculous inflated market to get a starting point guard, any caliber of starting point guard for $12 million a year is great. And then, like, you know, Lynn... He's not, you know, he turns 28 soon, but, you know, three years will be 30 going into his age 30 season on the final year of that deal. Like, he's not going to have a huge age-related decline. And, hell, we, you know, we saw the magic that happens with Jeremy Lin in New York. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to see Lin Sanity come back. So I noticed something when that signing was announced. Writers loved it. Fans hated it. A lot of fans did. And I am just... Really? I, I, yeah. I, I think a lot of fans aren't really aware of the new cap. I don't yeah. think they fully yeah. grasp the new cap. That's not being mean. That's just selling it like it is. Right. And I think when they saw that Lynn was getting $12 million a year, they were like, oh, but he's not some kind of near all-star type. Because just five or six years ago, that number was mostly associated with people who were near that sort of standard, right? But at the end of the day, with this deal, I mean, under a cap of $94 it's excellent. It's bloody excellent. And he's going to get full-time minutes in Brooklyn. He's going to start. There's no Jared Jack. And he he apparently (laughs) was kind of bitter, the dear Mr. Jack. Yes, yes. Yeah, he was pretty bitter. (laughs) He tweeted, ha, 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 in all caps once he found out. So, yeah, he was he's yeah. not a fan. I mean, it seems like a lot of, even, you know, you say fans don't realize how ridiculous this was going to be. Like, a lot of NBA players have been tweeting, like, the little eyes emojis or, like, mm-hmm. it seems like they didn't even fully grasp, like, the ridiculous amount of money that was about to come flowing uh this year because of the salary cap spike so well okay let's be fair when timothy timothy moskov is paid 64 million (laughs) then i can sort of see it like he shouldn't have gotten anything near that like um alex kennedy put up a tweet saying he had so many agents and, and players and coaches texting him saying insert this kind of or insert name got how much and I, yeah. I swear, it's all about Timofey Moskov. It has to be. Mm-hmm. I, he's the only guy right now I'm looking at as being significantly overpaid. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. I think, uh, I, I mean, we can we could talk about him for hours, I feel like. But yeah, I mean, it seemed like this is a situation where the Lakers were, they might not have been bidding against themselves. Like, I'm sure Mozzie would have attracted interest from other suitors, especially... Yeah. You know, once Dallas missed out on uh, Hassan Whiteside, they need a center. Um, Trying to think who else. Like, if the Knicks didn't go after Joakim Noah, they would have needed a center. If the Pelican, or sorry, if the Bucks move on from Greg Monroe, they might need one. Portland needs a center. I mean, there are teams that need centers. So I'm sure the market is. The Lakers were not, like, totally just bidding against themselves in that regard, but. Like making that signing thirty minutes into free agency—that's that's what bothers me. Like he's Mozzie is a guy where you let him take a couple meetings and then you know wait to see what happens. Like wait until July fourth, wait until oh, yeah. July fifth, and if he says no, like you know, did they even 
call Bismack Biombo's agent before they offered this deal? Like, did you did you see? Hey, Bismack, you know you're <laughs> six years younger and not coming off of knee surgery. Would you play for sixteen million? Hey, Ian Mahinmi, would you play for fourteen million instead of sixteen for Mozzie? Like, it's it's a huge overpay. Uh, but also, just like in terms of basketball, I don't know that he's a great fit with the Lakers and what they're wanting to do. It seems like they're stuck in the whole traditional back-to-the-basket player mentality, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. By the way, now that you mentioned Bismag and Jan Mahimi, have those two even come up lately? I haven't even seen any buzz about them. Um, I saw Bismack is hopeful to sign, re-sign with the Raptors, but then mm, well, that's good. Zach Lowe also mentioned the Raptors were sniffing around Nerland's Noel as a possible Bismack that's replacement. True. Um have not seen anything about Mahinmi yet, but I'm sure sure that's going to pick up soon. Uh, I mean, the Mozgov thing, you know, people, once that happened last night, Ken Berger of CBS Sports uh, sent out a tweet basically saying, like, hey, you know, the cap went up 35%, Mozgov salary, like, you know, factor that in. That's It's just simple math. Like, salaries are also going to go up 35%, but... I don't know. Like, I don't know that he was worth four years, forty-eight million under the old cap, especially after the year he's just coming off of. Like, it, I it, think you know, Brian. I just yeah. don't think you want to say it. <laughs> right. I mean, so there, there was a report. Um, I think someone from ESPN Cleveland had the story, uh, but Brian Windhorst was on the radio in April, and he basically said, you know, Mozgov had knee surgery last summer, and he came back basically too early like the surgery didn't go right uh Mm. but he came back early because he wanted he saw the massive payday that was coming his way and didn't want to miss half the season so he played i think 72 73 games started nearly 50 but he was pretty awful and and then like (laughs) got knocked out of the rotation more or less uh only played 76 minutes in total during the playoffs so I mean, I guess if you're the Lakers, you're saying, you know, when he came to Cleveland in 2014, 2015, he was actually really pretty good in, a, you know, about a 25-minute-per-game role. Uh, so maybe he could be an improvement over what Roy Hibbert provided this past year. But he's already 30, or he's turning 30 shortly, I believe. So it's giving that much money to a 30-year-old with a history of knee problems and that's coming off a miserable year. That's just a lot of things need to go right for that not to be a mistake. Especially, you know, if you want to overpay him, that's fine. Do a two-year deal. Like, yeah. I have more of a problem with the number of years than the amount. And I feel like that's going to be a common theme throughout. Uh, the same thing's true with Joe Kim Noah to the Knicks, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Also, full disclosure, because you're a Philly fan... I did like a Danish mega podcast the other day and that was a, one of the, the talking points we had was like signing for one year. It doesn't really matter what the pay is, mm-hmm. if you maybe even two years because we were, we were spitballing ideas, my co-host Robin and I, and we, we figured that if, you, if like let's say Philly did not find a point guard. Now, obviously, they found <laughs> Jerry Bayless, but yeah. yeah. We were actually toying with the idea of saying, well, Rashawn Rondo on a one-year deal 
in in Philly. Just give him like twenty three million. Just <laughs> overpay him, right? And, and like let him know you're only sticking around for one year, and your job description is defend and make sure the bigs get the ball. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Then 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 I think Philly would kind of like okay, we we could like settle for that and then oh, go God. for a point guard next year, right? Right, right. But yeah. if you sign him for four years, then you would be fucking up honestly yeah i think that's i mean that especially for the sixers you know the 2017 draft class looks to be a loaded but b Mm. especially loaded with point guards the sixers will have their own pick slash a sacramento pick swap if the kings finish lower than them or win the lottery whatever and they'll also have a top three protected lakers pick so in all likelihood they're going to have two top 10 picks next year Probably gonna kill Fultz, baby. Yeah, like probably gonna plunge one into a point guard as the long term option. So it definitely seemed like they are going after a stopgap uh, this year. And honestly, in that regard, I'm pretty happy with Bayless. I'd rather you know, I'd rather do three years twenty seven for Bayless than one year twenty for Rondo, yeah. especially because Rondo can't shoot and would be a miserable fit next to Ben Simmons. I'm so glad you brought that up because I'm looking over Jared Bayless' stats and you, when, yeah. uh, like we we're on webcam here. I saw your reaction when you saw the Bayless news. You're like, right. "What should I feel?" Yeah, that was really look. The dude shot 44 percent last year on threes and uh-huh. on high volume coming off the bench. Yeah, like that's what you guys need. You need a shooter, one who can break zones and just like get popping from the outside to create space. Right. Right. Yeah, well, you got that right there, and he's only he's gonna be twenty eight when the season starts. And look, Jared, when he came in in two thousand and eight, there was a little swagger to his game, a little bounce in his step. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always liked him. I, I felt he was kind of limited a little bit in Milwaukee due to the sets. Right. I I think if he if he gets free reigns in Philly, he could really turn heads. Yeah, I. We've been on for, what, 15 minutes? It's been 15 minutes since I found out this news, and I'm already talking myself into this one, uh, <laughs> which is all you need to know about how I'm approaching free agency. If it is not an egregious, massive overpay for a player that I hate, I will probably talk myself into it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you. It. I, I immediately went to basketball reference to pull up his stats because I did not remember him shooting that well this past year. But, yeah, he shot... 43.7% from three. The thing I'm most encouraged by, you know, I, this whole time I've been saying they need a low usage, ideally three and D point guard, but honestly, the shooting is probably more important than the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, usage rate last year for Bayless, 16.4%. Yeah. So that has me encouraged because the Sixers have said that they are going to use Simmons they're going to play him at the four, but they're going to use him as a ball handler, playmaker. They're, you know, they're not, <laughs> they didn't draft Ben Simmons to be a spot up threat. Like they're going to take advantage of his gifts as a Draymond Green, LeBron, Magic, that kind of a playmaker. So yeah, in that regard, you know, Bayless is, I, I'm not too mad. And if it means not trading Nerlens for like Patrick Beverly, uh, or, you know, I've seen, I really like Matthew Delavadova, and I actually thought he'd be a good fit in Philly as well, uh, especially given the Australian ties between him and Simmons and him and Brett Brown. But if the difference is like nine million a year for Bayless versus twelve plus for Delhi, 
you know, yeah. I could I could make peace with this. I, I'm I, I'm in. I'm in on the Bayless signing. Throw it throw it up there in the best signings for me now. I mean, I'm just saying. A lot of people on on Twitter right now are saying this is the best deal. Yeah. I I don't I don't think it's the best deal, but I think no. it's a bloody good one. Yeah, I mean, I, I still think Jeremy Lin is the yeah. the best one, but that is really good, and and Clarkson too. That's those are yeah, those are really off the hook. Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, but you know, I, I I don't think this Bayless one, it's not going to go in the list with Mozgov. We'll say that much. Mm. Um, yeah, Joakim Noah, Brian. We need to touch on Joakim. Yeah. Because we were talking about four years, two years. Right. New York just went all out, man. They got Rose, and then they want to put the Rose-Noah band back together. And I'm thinking, like, this is just me thinking out loud. Mm -hmm. I think they purposely went four years with Joe Kim so they could re-sign Derek next year. Oh, it seems like it, for sure. Yeah. Which is, what what do you think of that? Well, you know, I, I, I do think that Derek played a lot better uh after towards the end of last year mm-hmm. I, I have seen nothing to suggest that he can duplicate that i mean this time he he hasn't been injured at the end of the season he, he's he's had a full summer to really you know play basketball yeah that's practice true. get get his get his body right if he comes back next year i mean i'm not going to put a cap on how how many games he could play you know, right he, he could play 70 and that'd be fine he could play Maybe sixty-five. That'd be fine too. I mean, as long as his body feels good and he can attack the lane, sure. Then he has value, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The problem with me is the shots, like with him and Melo, with that mesh and whatnot. Right. But he, this is where Joe Keem. If we ab- avoid any contract talks, right? Yeah. Because it's a horrid contract, right? But this is where Joe Keem makes sense. Yeah. He doesn't require shots, right? He is here to play center, not power forward. With the Bulls, <laughs> he was pushed down a position when Gasol came in, and he was chasing around all these stretch forward guys, which right. was just asking too much. And he and he did that on a recently surgically repaired knee. Yep, which is never a good idea. <laughs> right, that was just like the least optimal surroundings ever. And now he's got this unique opportunity of replacing Taj Gibson with Kristaps Por- uh, Porzingis in, in this pick and roll thing that he and Rose does where he says the pick, he receives the ball, and he throws a lob mm-hmm. because people, like, you know, they, they just collapse around Joe Kim when he gets the ball in the middle of the floor because they rotate. Yeah. Now, that was that used to be a lob play for 6'9 Taj Gibson. Now that's going to be a lob play for 7'3 Porzingis. Right, right. I mean... I could see that working out pretty well. And he's still got his passing chops. In fact, he, he last year, even though he only played 29 games, he had like uh, his second, I, I wrote an article about it, um, the second best assist rate of his career and the, and the best rebound rate of his career. Yeah. So, you know, he can still board and he can still pass. I mean, it's not like he's without value. I think right. people have taken this to pretty far extents. Having said that, seventy million for Joakim is utterly ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's going to be hard with a lot of these guys to separate the value of that the player will provide on the court and the value of their contract. Like pretty much everyone, save for a few guys, is going to look overpaid just by virtue of annual salary. You have to put these contracts, uh, you know, in proportion with the cap so yeah you gotta you gotta consider them as a percentage of the cap versus the annual salary like 
John Wall making five years, 80 million. And then Bradley Beal making five years, 130 million. That's ridiculous. But it's just, you know, that this is how, this is what was going to happen. This was inevitable. But I think you're right in that Noah, he's a good fit in New York. Like he, you're right. Like he, he's not, he's very low usage. He's not going to require shots. So that's a good thing for Porzingis's development. Like make him shoulder the load offensively. Um, going to prevent Zinger from getting too beat up. Like, you know, yeah. ideally you want Porzingis as your stretch five, like years down the line, but I just don't think he's big enough. And like, he just doesn't have the muscle on his frame yet to handle that role full time. Agreed. So you can put Noah there as their starter and then have Zinger do that for 10, 15 minutes a game when Noah's on the bench, but you don't have to, you know, you don't have to put Porzingis in that position all the time where he's going to get beat up and worn down by January. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's a great passer. Like when Rose went down, the Bulls basically had Noah as their point forward. Or point center, I should say. Point center. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I think what the Knicks took note of was actually a game that he played against them back in 2014, where he picked up 14 assists. Oh yeah, and, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, 12 rebounds and 13 points. I still remember that game vividly because the he, he wasn't a scoring threat all game, but like New York just changed their entire attitude when he got the ball on the high post. Mm-hmm. Carmelo was like overplaying passing lanes because he was so scared of where that that ball was going. Yeah. Everyone just overplayed because where the where the hell is that pass going, man? And he just chopped them up like passing wise. Right. It, it was amazing and I think the Knicks just continuously looked at that game and went, "Well, he might have a bad knee." Yeah. Bad shoulder, but he still has the same IQ. He still has the same court vision. I mean, if his body feels just a little better, there's yeah. no reason whatsoever as to why he could not make these passes again. Right. Yeah. The question with him is just can he stay healthy? And it's the same thing with Derrick Rose. So let's hope the Knicks, <laughs> after investing. You know, seventy-two million to Noah, and then bringing Rose's twenty-plus million-dollar contract over. Uh, let's hope they invest in their medical staff. Because they... by the way, I found the logic in why New York offered eighteen million. Why is that? Because that was the exact same percentage of the cap from last year. I actually looked oh, at it because I thought that was interesting. He earned thirteen point four million during uh-huh. the seventy million cap dollar cap. That was nineteen point one four percent of the cap. Okay. 18 million of a 94 million dollar cap, 19.14%. Oh wow. Okay, there we go. See that and this is that's what we were saying. We you know, you have to keep it in perspective with percentages, yeah. not with per year amounts. So they just extended that. Yeah. But that's that's still like kind of a problem because he's not worth Right. That right. same percentage, but yeah, that, that at least that's the logic behind it, I think. Yeah, and again, it's more the years than the salary. Like if you sign yeah. him to 2 years 36 million, there's a oh, lot yeah. a, a lot sure. less freak out on basketball Twitter about that. Um so, I, Brian, I want... we have breaking news. Uh-oh. Who, who... Andre Iguodala just posted the most cryptic tweet ever saying Nabi and people <laughs> are losing their <laughs> <laughs> people are losing their shit right now Brian. what what does that mean we have no idea everyone is just going batshit crazy and i love it this is huh. free agency at its best it really is yeah we just need a hostage situation soon and then 
huh. yeah, Whiteside. He was like interested in coming to Dallas. He sh- he should have <laughs> told Mark Cuban yes, right, and then just turned around like a day later. That would have been perfect. Oh, man, I I think Mark Cuban next next center that he actually gets to agree to a contract, he's just gonna like fly that guy to Bermuda for the next six <laughs> days. Say like, take my private jet, just get the hell out of the country, tell no one where you're going, come back July seventh. 12.01 a.m., put your name on the deal. That's it. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, so we should talk about Kevin Durant. He is taking meetings with six teams. He met with OKC on Thursday. Apparently had close to a three-hour meeting with the Warriors That uh, went today. well. Yes, quote-unquote, that went well. So, you know, that uh, J.A. Adonde had a thing last night where he was just tweeting all of these reports about meetings that went well. And then it was like uh, LeBron to Miami in 2014, like all of the ones that you know went well, and then the player did not actually sign there. So <laughs> take take the went well report for what it's worth, which is nothing. Um, but yeah, so he's meeting with the Warriors today. I forget who else is today, but he's got Miami, Boston, San Antonio, and who am I forgetting? Uh, Clippers, Clippers still on the list. Oh, I think the Clippers are today as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So we're we're. It sounds like um, I think Miami is on Sunday, and then OKC. They were trying to get a final meeting with him. I think they did after that. So it sounds like uh, KD's decision should be coming. Hopefully, pretty shortly thereafter, July fourth, fifth, somewhere around there. So we'll. Keep an eye out for that. I'm guessing we're not going to figure out what this Iguodala tweet means until no. until then. Um, no. Who else do we need to talk about? I mean, a lot of the guys are not huge surprises. So Bradley Beal signed a five-year, $128 million max with Washington. Any opinion yeah. on that? You think it's basically well, what they had to do? They had to. Like, What's the alternative, right? right. Even though... Beal came out himself and said, I might not be able to play extended minutes <laughs> right. throughout the rest of my career. Right. Which is a huge red flag, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they are so low on yeah. overall talent that they had to make a choice. And here's the thing about Washington. They don't want to rebuild right now. And that's right. why they did it. Right. Personally, I would have gone the rebuilding route. Yeah. I, would have, I, I, w- I actually would have tried to... Trade him before the summer. I mean, like before the deadline uh-huh. in February, because yep. I knew that I was trying to blow it up, and then I would entertain trade offers for John Wall because mm. I mean I love John Wall. I <laughs> absolutely do. But he's in a similar position as Jimmy Butler and yeah. the whole Chicago thing, right? Like where he's a little bit too old to go through a five-year rebuilding process. Right? And yeah. But that's me. Like that. Yeah. That's what I would do. I think they enjoy being a little bit competitive or trying to be competitive. Yep. So in that sense, it makes, yeah, it, it, there's logic to it, right? I mean, now they can combine him and Wall, and then whatever, how many games Beal gives them, they're gonna have to settle with. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. at downline, down the line, at the end of that deal, it could be pretty bad if he's injured or is limited to like 50 games a year, or whatever, can't play more than 27 minutes. I'm cautiously concerned yeah that deal could it has albatross potential if he cannot yeah. stay healthy but if he can get over these stress reaction issues i mean yeah. he's got like he has the upside of being at least a top five shooting guard 
Like he could develop into a superstar still. So, you know, I I think I'm with you. you. Oh yeah, he's really good. Like he he is, but superstar is a big word though. Yeah, I mean, I have a looser definition of superstar than most people. I think that's fair. Uh, like I, you know, I would I would say, I mean, trying. Ish Smith is a superstar. Oh God, Ish Smith, (laughs) Ish Smith is going to Detroit. Good good luck. Actually, I he so he's going to Detroit three years, eighteen million, and that's actually a pretty good value signing for them as a. That's that's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, so you know they need they desperately needed a backup point guard, so that's Ish. Like he's yeah. he has, yeah. has he proved the Sixers this past year? Uh, the the rose comes off pretty quickly when he's the starting point guard, but fifteen twenty minutes a game, that's that's a reasonable deal for him. Mm-hmm. Um. Who else do we have? DeMar DeRozan is staying in Toronto. I have the final terms come out yet? I saw five year one hundred forty five million. I heard one five year one hundred thirty nine. Yeah, that was uh, Shams had that last night. I forget who did one forty five today. I think maybe Sam Amick or someone like that. It sounds like okay. the deals are the terms are still getting hammered out, but it is not a full max, but basically like the Carmelo Anthony max, like a. A five year or a five million dollar less than what he could have got. Is this the richest deal in NBA history so far? Oh God! <laughs> like I I know if Anthony Davis extension had had like uh, yeah co- and, caught in with the Rose rule that that would have been the biggest contract ever right. until further notice. It's it's only a day away from LeBron resigning, and then yeah, that that's rec- that record is broken, but. 139 million. I I remember Kobe back in the day got 136.4. Uh-huh. But I don't remember anyone getting more than that. I know I mean Damian Lillard, yeah, Damian Lillard also qualified for the Rose Rule, but he only took 27.5% of the oh, that's cap right. instead of 30. So I think he's around 136 million as well instead of yeah. 145. So yeah, that's a good point. I think it actually might be the richest deal in NBA history. Which there you is... go. DeMar DeRozan, for, <laughs> until further notice, oh just God. signed the richest deal in NBA freaking history. That's really, that, that is the perfect summary of this free agency so far. <laughs> uh, well, you know, what could they, what could it, yeah, they no, done, right. Like, it's yeah. the same thing with Beal. Like, you have to do it, but yeah. Damn, that's it's a lot of money. That's it, it is. I mean, is. I think all of these deals are basically the precursor to owners. They're going to get an amnesty in the next CBA just to get rid of some of the contracts they hand out this year. And I think some of these deals they are handing out with that in mind. Like they mm. they know they're atrocious right now, and maybe that's even thinking with Mozgov and Noah. Like, well, screw it. We'll give you four years because we know we're not actually going to pay or like we're going to have to pay you four years, but you're not going to be on our cap for all four years. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, still like I'm, I'm looking forward to the months of months of debate when there's a lockout in place and people oh, are yeah. upset about not getting paid enough. And we're sitting here, podcasters and writers, and we're just like, yeah, I it, mean, yep. I make 20, 20, $20 a pop. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Um, who else do we have? So Hassan Whiteside staying in Miami, four year, ninety eight million dollar max deal. Maybe. Oh Maybe. right. So he, yeah, he has a contingency. If KD comes, that he'll he will take less money. 
Is that true for Dwayne Wade too, or is he? Is it only for I KD? I don't think so. I think I think Wade, and rightfully so, is gonna show me the money right now. Yeah, because he he's been so kind to Miami for so many uh, for so many years. Well, so we touched on Whiteside, uh, Andre Drummond nearing a max deal with Detroit. I mean that that was a no brainer. That was always gonna happen. Yeah, uh, DJ Augustine. Four years, $29 million to Orlando. I think Nate Duncan of the Cauldron summed it up best in saying that they salary dumped Tobias Harris, and they are filling most of that space with DJ Augustine and Jody Meeks. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I mean, we've... Very Orlando. We, yeah, we, we've been very harsh on that Tobias Harris deal on this podcast for months now, and that is why. <laughs> but, yeah. You know? No, I, I like DJ, though, but right. that's... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they just went a completely different direction than I thought. Yeah. It seemed like Orlando was doing a Denver right now. Right, And right. then suddenly they just whew, went off the side of the road and never returned. Yeah, I mean, the Abaca deal, uh, you know, I, I see where they're going with it. Like, they, yeah. they think he is their first superstar, maybe. But, again, like, we touched, touched on this in the draft recap. Like, Aaron Gordon's best position is the four. Aaron Gordon is mm-hmm. your best player. You now have a redundancy with your best, you know, your your best asset before the draft, and now your best player afterward as well. So, well, I'm sticking to my prediction that uh, yeah, Nikola Vucevic, I just forgot his name there, is going to be moved, and Ibaka is going to play full time five. Yeah, that that's true. That could be that could be. A I, I just good. don't see them sacrificing the third year of Aaron Gordon like this. Yeah. If they do, then then I'm taking my gloves off. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's uh, ho- ho- hopefully if they do, they'll just trade him away and let someone else actually reap the rewards of him being good. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got that, and then so the the other big one that came across today was Al Jefferson to Indiana, three years, thirty million. Oh, I like that if I'm a basketball opponent because then I'm gonna put him and Monta Ellis into a pick and roll, and I'm gonna get to the rim again and again and again and again and again. <laughs> Yeah, see, so you're you are not in on Jefferson. Do you like the value? No, I like of the it? value. Okay. Yeah, I like the value. But you just I mean, don't like him on Indiana. I don't like pairing Al Jefferson with Monta Ellis yeah. specifically. Okay. I think that's the problem because Ellis has horrid basketball IQ. Big Al has slow feet, and nowadays when it's all about spacing and stretching and athleticism and agility, mm-hmm. then I think that teams will look to put those two in pick and rolls. Like, we saw in the finals how you could, at times, utilize... If you're a Golden State, you could throw Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving into pick and rolls and you would get to the rim. Yeah. Uh, This is sort of like that, just a lot worse. So, here's my thinking. Do you think he is the starter there, or do you think he's coming off the bench? Oh, hell no. He's he's on the bench. You can't sit, like, either Miles Tyler or Thaddeus Young. Right. So I, that's where I'm actually I'm actually a fan of this signing, assuming he is coming off the bench as like a poor man's Ennis Cantor, because I don't think they're going to play him with Monta Ellis all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he's basically just going to be there, like you know, their first unit. They're going to have Thaddeus Young at the four and Miles Turner at the five, and they're going to play the small, uh, the fast-paced small ball that Larry Bird has oh, been pushing yeah. for two or three years now, um, and then. You know, you bring in Al Jefferson, and it's like a really good change of pace. Like, it, you slow it down, dump it down him to him in the post, and he's just going to abuse 
I mean, he's he's been a 2010 guy for years. Like he's going to dominate uh, the second unit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like so, it, so I, I especially you know, I understand the reluctance of three years, and I don't know. I don't know if the final year is fully guaranteed or partially guaranteed. I, I saw... thought it was an option. Oh, is it? Okay. Team... I'm not sure. There's been a couple yeah. uh, three-year deals, and one of them is an option. I'm not sure if that's the one. but Yeah, it seemed like the final terms are still being hashed out. And just a reminder that all of these deals that we've discussed today, nothing is official until July 7th, until the July moratorium is over. We, yeah. le- we learned that the hard way last year with DeAndre Jordan, you know. Uh, oh, that I'm so glad I was up that night. <laughs> was, yeah, I really hope we get something to match the insanity of yeah. DeAndre Jordan. I, I feel like something big is coming. Actually, you know what's coming? The Kings are pursuing Dion Waiters. Yep. That's yep. I think there that's gonna that's be the perfect. first one. Like Mozgov was the appetizer to the what the hell are you doing? I mm-hmm. think the Kings are gonna give Dion like eighteen million dollars a year. And that is just going like Twitter's done. It is over. Everyone is going. It's just going to turn to a stream of crying Jordans. Like every single Sacramento legend, Vlade, Boogie, and then just like straight down the list. Just my whole timeline is going to be Kings related crying Jordans. Yeah, yeah. So could you just imagine this? Because it's going to happen, right? So let's give Dion a big California welcome. One, <laughs> two, three, go, Dion. <laughs> Oh man! And, and Kings fans are gonna play that on repeats as they shoot themselves in the head. Right. <laughs> I will say, as a Sixers fan who has a pick swap with the Kings in 2017 and an unprotected Kings mm-hmm. pick in 2019, I am rooting very hard for them to sign Dion Waiters because <laughs> there is no way. I just don't see a scenario in which that ends well. I no. I, I feel no. like, I mean, Boogie might murder him. Or if not, he's going... Like, literally murder him. Right, yeah. 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 Or if not, he's going to do what my dog has been doing recently and just sit down. Like, while you're on the court, he's just going to sit down and just not play. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, nope. Silent protest. I'm I'm going... You want to play four on five? I will just stay at the other end, but I am not yeah. going to play either way. Yeah. Um, I think he's gone. Yeah, Boogie. Yeah. yeah. I, they have to. They just... I, I think... This... So... My thinking with the trade market, especially, I, I, it's going to relate to your bulls as well. All of this money is going to go out, and all of a sudden, all of the guys signed contracts already. Like Jimmy Butler's value has skyrocketed in the last yep. fourteen or fifteen hours. Yeah. Like, who would you rather pay nineteen million or like you know the high teens annually, Timofey Mozgov or Jimmy Butler? Yeah. So I feel like once big name free agents sign you know clear out and the choice is like pay 15 million a year to brandon jennings or pay 19 to jimmy butler it's like oh okay we'll just trade for jimmy butler yeah so (laughs) just just trade for jimmy butler yeah i I like the phrasing of that yeah yeah (laughs) like i think boston will be like all right we've been being we you know we've been unreasonable we will cave a little bit more and give well, you... boston can't do anything right now they painted themselves into a corner yeah they did not say chris dunn who was like hugely popular in chicago in chicago right and the boards are sitting back like right now what can you offer it has to be the 2017 pick swap and the 2018 pick from brooklyn like oh. 
at a bare minimum. Yeah. And and if Brooklyn keeps on signing like under the radar good dudes, right, they're gonna ask for even more. Yeah, and I, rightfully so. Boston messed up big time. Yeah. During the draft. And I've had so many Boston fans in my mentions and on my timeline going at me like this. This was not a good offer. We can stick around and there's there's no rush. Yeah, hell, there is. Right. Of course there is. And right now you just wasted so many assets by not moving them, honestly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, I mean, yep. this this is uh, an F-minus summer for Ainge so far. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it sounds like... So they they have a meeting with Dwight Howard today, I believe, as do the Hawks. But from what the latest reports have said, I think Wojnarowski reported this as well. The Blazers offered Chandler Parsons a four-year max last night, and they're hoping to get both Parsons and Dwight Howard as like a you know they both play together in Houston, so bring them both to mm-hmm. Portland as well. Um, so if okay, if, please tell me what the hell is the fascination of Chandler Parsons on a max deal? Come on now. I mean, you said it earlier. Harrison Barnes is going to be a max player. Well, it doesn't mean I agree with it. <laughs> right, but that this is just the market. Like I don't. He's not a good defender. Right. He's got a shaky shot selection. Uh huh. When his when his athleticism goes, which it could real soon because of all the injuries, yeah, he is gonna decline so rapidly we wouldn't even be able to comprehend it. Yeah. I am not getting this Chandler Parsons fascination at all. Like, okay, if you want to give him a four year, eighteen million a year, fine, uh-huh. so be it. Like, give him a Joakim Noah deal. Yeah. That makes sense, right? And not not that Noah's deal makes sense, but you know right. what I mean, like that value, right? Yeah, that's fine. Or if you want to pay him in the twenties, then give him a two-year, fifty million dollar deal for all I care. Four years full max for Chandler Parsons. You got to be freaking kidding me. Well, I think it's just the market dynamics. Whereas yeah. the the Lakers kind of bid against themselves for Mozgov. I doubt anyone can knock down his door with a sixty-plus million dollar offer last night. Chandler Parsons is getting a max from multiple yeah, places. Yeah, of course he is. So. And that's where the entire league is basically screwing themselves. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it, this all seems like a you know, a precursor to I not necessarily a lockout, but you know, owners are gonna go back and say, like, look, the salary cap was way too high this year. Like, look at what we had to do just to meet the salary floor. Yeah. Like we these players did not deserve the money that we had to hand out. So I feel like the players who are getting contracts locked in the summer are smart. Like I, I wrote about this at B-Ball Breakdown recently, how the CBA coming up, you know, there is real incentive to get your money now because there's no yeah. guarantee that this structure is going to be in place next year. Like the projections have said that the cap is going to go up to 107 million next year, but projections don't mean a damn thing because they're going to tear up the CBA. So like, who is to say what? like what the contract structure is going to be next year. All it takes, you know, this, this situation in particular is probably going to lead to the introduction of a super max, in my opinion, mm-hmm. or like raising the percentage of the cap that a max player can get. So you're not in a position where you can only offer 26 million to Kevin Durant or 27 million to LeBron. Like you can mm-hmm. offer, 50% of your cap to one of those players because that is their value. But if that happens, all of these second tier, third tier, mid tier guys, they suddenly get a huge rollback in salary. So 
based on the way the cap is now, it makes sense to offer Chandler Parsons a max because there's no harm, no foul, really. Like, you can have two, three, four type of max players uh, if you get creative. And then, you know, that's what the Clippers are trying to do with Kevin Durant, have, like, four max caliber players on the roster at one time. But after next year, I don't think... I don't think it's going to be possible. I have a I have a pitch for you in terms of writing an article for People Breakdown. You should predict what players who signed deals this summer is going to be um, amnestied. Amnesty, thank yeah. you. Yeah. There's so many terms lately. I'm, yeah. I'm qualifying yeah. offer offer sheet. I'm I'm right. all I'm I've only had four hours of sleep, Bryce. So oh, that's you'll have fair. to excuse me. Yeah, I'm going to say all of them basically. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean. Timothy, Timothy Moskov, like, for sure, right? Oh, my God. They, I, I Noah? Just, yeah. Possibly Chandler Parsons, yeah. if they, if he loses his athleticism. Yep, 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 yeah. yep. Yeah, I think there are going to be multiple amnesties from this class. The, the Pelicans are the only ones that will not use it on this class because they will finally rid themselves of Omer Sheik's mm. contract. But Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, some of uh, – God, they're, they're going to be – I mean, this is we're you know we're only fourteen, fifteen hours into this thing. Like we, this is the tip of the iceberg. And as teams get more desperate, and as more of the big name guys decide, like the teams that miss out on Kevin Durant, if Boston misses out on Durant and like Al Horford, what Hi, if Dwight? Yeah, but what if they miss out on Dwight? Like, what if he goes to Portland? Then I'm just gonna laugh for them turning down <laughs> Jimmy Butler's traits. Right, right. I mean, like you know, Biombo is probably getting seventeen, eighteen million a year. I, I'd be shocked if Mahimi gets anything less than fourteen or fifteen. Like I, I'm living in constant oh, yeah. fear that I'm gonna like leave my computer for five minutes, come back, and Aaron Oflalo signed a three-year, fifty million dollar deal with the Sixers. Oh, that, that could so happen. I know. Basketball player, right? I know, I know. Yeah. And like <laughs> the the Knicks are reportedly sniffing around eric gordon right now that team is gonna be so good in 2010 <laughs> yeah right if, if you could uh just turn all of their knees into robot knees then they're yeah. gonna be excellent but yeah wow. they're, they're gonna be a lot of a lot of amnesties um, if i'm jan mahimi right whoever i negotiate with i'm pointing at moscow and i'm saying i'm so much better than that dude oh for sure Zero if, question. If, if he got sixty-four million, I'm worth seventy-five minimum. Yeah, zero question. Yeah, and that's the thing that these deal handing out those types of deals, you're setting the market, but that's mm-hmm. not a good thing. Like, so the Lakers just screw with the league. Yeah, basically. And then, God damn it, Lakers! I just I and I, I this is where we go back to Jordan Clarkson, like. If you're Jordan Clarkson's agent and you see that the Lakers just gave four years and sixty-five million to Timofey Mozgov, how are you taking fifty million dollars? How are you taking anything less than the max offer sheet? That is insanity. Just pure yeah, insanity. I, I would agree. And now Vosh is saying that Atlanta and uh, Dwight. Yeah, I, did he just delete his tweet? Was that a fake one? I don't know. It didn't seem like it. Oh, really? It, it actually went into my feed. It seems like he might have worded it badly and then deleted it. Oh. But it seems like, uh, yeah, he just reposted it. They they made a strong connection with oh. Dwight Howard in a meeting today, the Hawks. Interesting. So And 
We Ooh. should mention, like, on the Hawks right now, they obviously want Al Horford back as right. well. They're negotiating him. But one part that you and I have not touched on yet was Kevin Durant wanted Horford in right. OKC. Yes. Like, there's a lot of play here. Yeah. If he returns to OKC, he wants Horford in tow, and I don't blame him. Yeah, that would be so unfair. But then they they, they, <laughs> they would have to yeah. move NS Cantor, it sounds like, so they're going to have to probably attach yeah. an asset. You would assume no problem. Cameron Payne maybe or some like a future draft pick, but yeah, I, I can't imagine a future draft pick from them is going to get it. Or maybe like a 2019 pick, and you're banking like on if, KD and Westbrook leaving. If you replace Ennis Kander with Al Horford, yeah, I'm sorry, but that's like that's Golden State Warriors esque level. I mean, it, the starting five could very easily be Westbrook, Oladipo, Durant, Horford, Stephen Adams. That's the best starting five in the league, including Golden State. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That that's ridiculously good, and and so well structured. Because here's the thing: Stephen Adams doesn't need shots. Right. Al Horford is not like trigger happy at all, but he no. can shoot if he gets the ball. Yeah, and he like, he's showed not off passive. He showed off three point range like consistently for the first time yep. this past year. But he he's not the type of guy who comes in and says, "I want fifteen shots." Oh you no, know? no, I think he, he can is. settle for like six and eight for any game. He he's like a winner. He's He's in the Joakim Noah mold again. Both come from Florida as well. He's he's got that mentality, and there's Billy Donovan on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, he's going to sacrifice whatever he's got for the greater good of the team. Yeah, which allows Westbrook and Durant to to get shot happy again. Yep. I I don't know that I that duo, even though it's immensely great and was so close to reaching the finals. Man, th- there are times when I I think they need some su- some some sort of glue. Yeah, and Horford, Horford could be that guy. Well, I'm wondering too. And I I just said that Depot is in that starting lineup, but like he seems like he would be a much better fit off of the bench for them. And you can still have Ro- Roberson, Robertson, however you say it. Uh, you can still have him in the starting lineup as your main wing defender. The problem is Depot really struggled in Orlando when he came off the bench this past year. Yeah. But I don't know if that was like – that just might have been him being unhappy. You know, you know, I'm the, I was your number two pick. I'm supposed to be the face of the franchise, that kind of thing. And OKC doesn't have to worry about that. So maybe it's like he's less concerned about not getting a huge contract the next time. Maybe he just says, all right, I sacrificed for the good of the team and I'm still going to get – you know, a dump truck full of money next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, if if they do, if OKC does get Horford and Durant, the rest of the league needs to watch out. But yeah, I mean, the, the Hawks are really one to keep an eye on. I I uh, I don't think it's live yet, but we did this uh, project at Hardwood Paroxysm where we all took a team and made free agent pitches. Um, yeah. The Harrison Barnes and Hassan Whiteside ones were up yesterday but i think the rest of them are going up next week but i actually was atlanta for dwight and there there is some real basketball reason to go there like i i don't remember the exact specifics but i want to say dennis Schroeder was 12th in the league in terms of the number of possessions he used as a pick and roll ball handler even though he was coming off the bench behind jeff teague and dwight used 91 possessions as a role man last season which is an egregious 
fundamental yeah. misuse of yeah. his best talent. So, you know, the, the Hawks just basically run a lot more pick and roll than Houston does because they don't have James Harden soaking up the ball and just dribble, dribble, dribbling. Uh, so in that regard, Dwight would be great. And then since Budenholzer took over, I think they were 26th, 27th, and 28th, somewhere around there, the last three years in terms of uh, re- total rebound percentage, I want to say. So basically, they've just been ki- getting killed on the boards because that's not Horford's strong suit. But Dwight, even though... Oh, he gobbles them up. Yeah, like he was a yeah. he he was a very uh, low usage offensive player last year in Houston, but he still averaged like eleven plus rebounds a game. So mm. I actually really like Dwight in Atlanta, but I can also that's because he's got Paul Millsap. This is the player Houston needed all those years. Yeah, right, exactly. He would be a really really good fit next to Millsap. But I also understand. I mean, there is definitely an argument if Horford leaves, if Bazemore leaves. Maybe Atlanta that's just takes a sledgehammer to the team. Yeah, that's that's kind of my thinking, especially after they traded uh, Jeff Teague. Right. I mean, that's right. that's starting over a little bit, right? Yeah, you would think so. But, uh, you know, a lot of teams are not willing to embrace a full rebuild, especially coming off of, you know, two years ago they were a 61 team. This yeah. past year they still made the playoffs. You know, like, it's hard to sell that to your fan base to sell a total you need to go through what you know like the sixers before they hired hinky and like totally self-destructed they it was 2011 2012 they were the eighth seed they beat the bulls because Derek rose towards acl um traded for andrew bynum which was like their home run play to you know go and become a 45 50 win perennial perennial team mm. the bynum thing completely blew up they lost a bunch of their assets, and then it was like, okay, we yeah, now we have to do something. Yeah, like yeah. now we're kind of screwed. But Atlanta, at least you still have Schroeder. You have the two first round picks that they just got this past year. You That's have true. Millsap. Like, you have more talent there than than the Sixers did at the time of their rebuild. So I just think, especially seeing what happened to Hinky, it's gonna be a tough sell to you know go from two years ago in the Eastern Conference Finals to let's just tear the whole damn thing down. So I, I would not be surprised if and when they signed Dwight Howard. Um, also, here is... I, let me just check if this, to see if this is like a fake account. It's not. ESPN sources say that Bucks have an agreement with Mirsa Teletovic uh, on a three-year deal worth $30 million. That's from Mark Stein. I love that. That's actually I pretty good. I love that. That is... Wow, that's a really, really good signing for them. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, I wrote a thing for Fansided this week where about the 10 most underrated free agents, and him and John Luer both barely oh, missed good. the list. Yeah. Wow, that's a real, yeah, I mean, that dude can just stroke it from deep. He's really, I really, mean. Really, yeah. Yeah, he's you know I think he's thirty thirty one somewhere around there. So he's so little... about Thonmaker's age. Yeah, <laughs> too soon. <laughs> no, really, it seemed it seemed like there was like a passport thing that came out yes. that actually yeah. confirmed that Thon was only nineteen. Yes, yeah. But yeah. It, man, when I you know there was there were like a lot of people um, 
dicking up a lot of dirt. Right. Uh, at one point, it looked legitimately like he was significantly older. I'm wow, never that's... going to believe the Reddit police. They, they have <laughs> their their <laughs> bat, their batting average is not very good right now. So, you know, I, I think it, it was a fun conspiracy theory for a day. But uh, so while we're on the Bucks, yeah. OJ Mayo just got yes. thrown out of the damn league. Yeah, let's. So, yeah, he. The official wording was he was dismissed slash disqualified from the NBA for a violation of the anti drug policy. He yeah. cannot apply for reinstatement for at least two years. Chris um, Anderson 2.0, in in terms of situation, not right, player. Right. Uh, happened to him in 2006, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, so I did some digging into the anti-drug policy. Uh, basically it, the only way you can get suspended like that or dismissed like that right away is for a drug of abuse is what it's called. So they, they define that as amphetamine, cocaine, LSD, opiates, or PCP. Uh, if it was a steroid or a, a, a PED, he would have had to get, uh, I think it was a 45 game suspension first and then a year long suspension before he gets kicked out of the league. So it's, it's definitely a harder drug. So I think the only thing we can say to him is I hope he gets the help he needs. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, you know, I saw, I think I forget who tweeted it, but someone said he cost himself like 30 to 40 million because he was a free yeah. agent this summer. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's, it's not ideal. But hopefully, hopefully he gets the help he needs. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. No, I, that's that's very unfortunate. Yeah. And and uh, he had some issues prior. He had a ten game suspension earlier in his career right. as well. And, right. Yeah, it's just a horrid situation for him. Um, but wow, this, I mean, you know, getting that message like OJ Mayo just got thrown out of the league. I, I was know. like, wow, that that's not exactly what. I anticipated waking up to. No, me neither. That's really heavy and and yeah, very unfortunate. And he was a free agent, so yeah, himself, right? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's end on a slightly happier note. Morton, your Bulls have not made a free agent splash yet. They are talking no. about bringing back Etwan Moore, but yeah, uh, I think he's been meeting with a couple other teams as well. Who do you w- want? As a like dream scenario, who would you like potentially to see? no one? Ooh, wow! Simply because yeah, the, Kelly Scaletta made a pretty. I think it was Kelly at least okay. um, made a pretty good point saying that if all the quote unquote mediocre talent is gobbled up this summer, mm-hmm. then you don't have to worry a whole lot about it next year. It's a good point because then you can save your money, maybe even have enough money for two max slots next year. Yep. My concern with that, though, is that if the if the Bulls are once again like this low forties, late thirty win team, mm-hmm. who the hell would want to sign there, even if you're a max guy? Yeah, I, I think so, you do the package deal. Basically, you sell it as yeah. you know, hey Russell Westbrook, you want to come and pick your teammate, be my yeah. guest. Yeah, sort of like that. But even that is a long stretch. I mean, yeah. you you know me. I'm not a fan of cap space. I right. think it's fool's gold a lot of times. Yeah, as um, Orlando is proving this year. Exactly. Also, I 
I do get why there is like somewhat of a concern of sitting th- free agency out this year because you're kind of wasting a year of Jimmy Butler's prime. Sure. That's also a concern to me because he is damn good yeah. and he needs to have players around him. That's also why I kind of want Ken Basemore there. Yeah. I think he's like he would be so good in Fred Hoiberg's system. He can shoot it. He's a terrific transition player. He can rebound. He can pass it. He's like an underrated all-around type of guy, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think he could do very well alongside Jimmy. Um, I agree with that. But at the end of the day, the Bulls were, I think, three days before free agency, they more or less admitted they had no plan yet. They did not know <laughs> what they were going to do. It's it's mind-boggling. I think, I suspect, I should say, I, I suspect the Bulls have some sort of plan in place, but I think there's a lot of internal disagreements about what that plan should be. Yeah. I think there are some guys who want to rebuild, and I think there are some guys who want not to. And I, I'm, I'm still on the rebuild wagon. Right. But given that Boston no longer has that superb offer to offer for Jimmy, I'm kind of left in... in in a, in a mode where I don't really know what I want with the Bulls. Yeah. Because I do like Jimmy. I do think that he can be a key component to, to rebuilding. And that's like, he's the sell next year if you go in for max players. Oh, like, for sure. That's the guy you need to sell players on. It's Jimmy Butler. Like, <laughs> what else are you going to offer? Like, hey, come play with Jerry and Grant, right? <laughs> hey, Cristiano <laughs> Felicio, man. Yo, Cristiano Felicio, come on down, man. No. Hey, by the way. Felicio is gonna, he's gonna drop fools this I year. I know. I like he's him a gonna, lot. Yeah. I I wrote about him. Uh, I did a piece of b-ball breakdown about uh, undrafted rookies who played really well yeah. last year, and he was he made he's, the list. I I have a feeling he's gonna be really good next year. Yeah, and if he is, that's a positive for the Bulls' chances of picking up a big time player. But again, I mean, 2017 money, it's gonna be wild and. I'm not sure that team that players are going to leave their teams mm-hmm. if they can get that fifth year deal with 2017 money. Right. I mean, if the cap is de- is declining after 2017, which there is a lot of buzz about. Yep. Then you stay with your team. You take the full five years and you laugh all the way to the bank. Yep. Yep. So. There are so many concerns here. I don't even have like a an answer for you. If I could go back in time, it'd be like. Boston pick. Right, 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 right. But I do have a trade proposal to throw at you. Okay. Because I, I couldn't help myself. I, I thought I would try to fix the whole Chris Dunn, Chicago Bulls problem. Uh-huh. Right? So I wrote a post for today's fast break. Okay. And it's a three-team deal, Boston, Chicago, and Minnesota. More or less, it was um, Jay Crowder going to Minnesota Chris Dunn going to Chicago, mm. Jimmy going to Boston, and then the 2017 pick going to Chicago as well. Okay. So they get, yeah, so they get done in the 2017 pick. Yeah. Yep. That's, that, those were all the pieces, or that was just like the main. That's pretty much the main pieces. Okay. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I can't think of any like proud. The Bulls would probably be the ones to say no if anyone. But I, I mean, well, they get Chris Dunn and yeah. the 2017 pick swap. That's basically all they need, right? right. And Tips gets Jay Crowder, 
right? Who I suppose he would love. Oh yeah, because he he's be one of those utility players. So just him for Chris kid. Dunn. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's that's the main problem I have there. That that was the one that's that was the most tricky for me. Right. Is would Minnesota accept Crowder for Dunn? Yeah, because it seems like they actually genuinely want to build around him and trade Ricky Rubio. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I, I could see that being a sticking point, but I, I'm with you in that Jay Crowder. It would be so much fun under Tibbs. It, w- it would be so good. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what you kind of do with Wiggins, but I mean. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, you can put, I mean, it's probably not ideal, but you could put Crowder as a small ball four, at least at times. Or you oh, could yeah, do, you could. You could yeah. do Wiggins at the two occasionally. So there, there's versatility to be had there but yeah i mean both of those guys are probably best suited to play the three so there is some positional overlap there yeah um do we have any last late breaking signings to discuss does not look like it well let's check um right now twitter is just a buzz about the whole toledovich deal yeah which i get yep um i i too like that a lot yeah <laughs> here's a synergy stat Toledovich ranked seventh in the NBA in jump shooting efficiency in the half court last season, Damn. right between Kyle Korver and Clay Thompson. Damn. Yeah. That I mean, good. Well done, Milwaukee. Yeah. That's Seth part now. You know he he pen, he definitely sent like, hey. Oh, that's right. That's Seth. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even think about that. That's true. Well I, done, Seth. I know. I'm going to credit him for that. that a, that's one of the best. We're going to add him to the best signings for sure, and we're going to put Jared Bayless in that like second tier. He's not like the Clarkson Lynn <laughs> caliber, but I'll put All him right. with like Al Jefferson. So I'm going to put you on the spot right before we go. Oh, God. Where does Kevin Durant? Let's go with the big name boy here. Yeah, he, Where does Kevin Durant land? He's going to OKC. He's going to do the one and one in OKC. You're not turning down. I know all these guys are like multi, multi millionaires, but mm. literally $100 million is at stake. You're not turning down <laughs> $100 million for one year. There's. I, and you know i mean it's not like he's that far off uh you know it's not like he's going back he's not going to the sixers like he's not going to a garbage team he's going to a team that was up 3-1 uh in the western conference finals against the 73 win team like yeah i those the thunder are very close and they made a strong move with the abaca trade to shake up their roster and get even stronger so I think he's going to give it one more go. And yeah. I I get the sense that these meetings are more laying the groundwork for next year, especially with the Warriors. He's probably saying, like, look, you know, these are the guys I want to play with. Uh, make this happen, basically. That'd be awesome if that somehow facilitated. Not necessarily Golden State, but, like, if he ended up in San Antonio. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so do you think he's back in OKC as well, or do you think Yeah, he... I, I do. Yeah. But I'm I'm not as sure as I was like six months ago. Yeah, that's fair. But no, overall, if you had a gun to my head, I would say OKC. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, who was it? Mark Spears of the Undefeated, ESPN's Undefeated. Uh, yeah, said that it was a ninety percent chance he's going back to OKC, and someone needs to really blow him away. So, yeah, I think no, I think that's a fair. I I think he's gone or going back. Let's do one more. Al Horford, where do you think he goes? Oh, that's a tougher one than the one I gave uh, you. It sure is. Yeah, it is. You know, I, I think he could uh, surprise everyone. 
Hello, Spurs. Oh, oh, no, no. Sarah just squealed when she listened back to this. No, but seriously, like, if I don't know if he has, like, a, a list of, of, of teams he's, he's going to visit with. Yeah. I I'm not seen. sure is, if there is and the Spurs is not on it. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna slap Al upside the head mm-hmm. because he makes so much sense there, with Tim getting as old as he is. Right. Of course he will he would get so many minutes there. Yeah. Um, there is. Yep. There are, there is breaking news. Joakim Noah. It's official. He's gonna be a Nick. He posted a picture of himself on Instagram with a Knicks cap. Oh, there you go. Yep. So. Uh, Godspeed, Knicks. Godspeed. All right. Um, yeah, you know, remember when you forced, and you did, you totally forced me to shoot a podcast <laughs> right after Derrick Rose had been traded. Yeah. Now you have me in real time, yeah. right, with, with the... losing Joe Keem to New York. Yeah. And I'm going to be absolutely brutally, brutally honest, and I'm 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 very sad right now. I don't blame like, you. I'm, this, I knew it was going to happen, yeah. so that, that kind of you know, lessen the fall a little bit. Right. This, this hurts. Yeah. Seeing him in a Knicks cab. Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh man. Yeah. At I, least he's topless. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll be honest. I told my wife who was a Bulls fan last night that he was uh, more or less officially signing. Uh, yeah. and she was likewise devastated. So I, I don't blame you Bulls fans. Like I, you can I love like that. you can love him as a player. He, yeah, he embodied the bull. Like he was the heart and soul of that team for the last five really. years. I like the fact that he keeps on playing with Derek. Though. That's true. Yeah, that's kind of nice in yeah. a way. Are you going to be a Knicks fan this year? No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't don't go there, Brian. Yeah, no, but I I mean, look, I, I we all knew we yeah. all knew, but whoa. Oh, Chandler Parsons with four-year, $94 million max to the Memphis Grizzlies. Wow. This is not a fake account. I'm so glad we did not stop recording, Brian. This is not a fake account. Wow. There you go. You got your Chandler Parsons max that you said was a terrible idea. I do. What the hell are you doing, Memphis? Wow. You know what this is? This is the... Oh, please don't leave yep. us my comedy. Yep, it sure signing. is. It sure is. And hey, I actually, I like that in that regard because if they get Conley back, Conley's a great defender. You have Tony Allen's a great defender. Uh, Marcus Hall's a great defender. Mm-hmm. It's not like the Portland thing where if you put him with Dame and CJ and whoever the Portland's going to play in the front court, like that, that had a lot of defensive holes. But Parsons, and, I, I like it. It might... Tony Allen's like 57, though. <laughs> He's only 34 or 35, right? <laughs> I was in Memphis two weekends ago. They love him there. He's There is a poster of him in the airport. He is never leaving Memphis. He's going to be he's going to be playing until he's 43. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, it's, it's at least interesting because remember during one of our first podcasts, we talked about how much fun it is shaking up the league a little bit. Yeah, this, this did does it. it. That sure this, did it. I mean, Joakim Noah, former Defensive Player of the Year, All-Star, All-NBA first team. He's now in New York. Derrick Rose, a former MVP, also in New York. Yep. What one a guy who had All-Star potential in Chandler Parsons and was looked at as one of the blossoming all-around players in the league now at Grizzly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and here's the thing with Parsons, right? He's a recruiter. Yeah. 
I know. Maybe that's what you're paying him for. Yeah. Come recruit, dude. 80 million is like of your own money for what you do on the court. Right. 14 is just just for recruiting purposes. Yeah. I mean, that Memphis team just got a lot more interesting, especially, man, especially if they can get Conley back. That's. (laughs) And if they can't, they're just left with one big doodle right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I I have a feeling he's coming back. Wow. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah, absolutely. But man, that's that's a big deal. That's that is a very wow. Yeah. Good for them. Well, I'm impressed. That's a yeah. that's a good place to end because uh, I, I want to say good for him, not yeah. good for them. <laughs> I say good for him. So that's true. All right. Well, yeah. again, the July moratorium uh, lasts until July 6th, so none of the contracts we have discussed today are official until July 7th. We will try to get together sometime next week. Once yep. all these things do get on the books and talk about, I'm sure we're gonna have a lot of other madness to talk about. But I may have I may have stopped crying by then. Yeah, yeah. Hey, just I, I mean, it took me 15 minutes to talk myself into Jared Bayless. I'm very scared. The Sixers still have about 50 million in cap space after that. I think so. How did you feel when Allen Iverson was traded? Uh, I don't think I was. I think, but at that point, it was so obvious that it was going to happen. Well, I guess it's the same thing with Noah. I was bummed because I love Allen Iverson, but it was like the writing was on the wall. So it, it wasn't totally unexpected. No, but it stung, right? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's I mean, it, yeah, it 10 years right, later. Right in the middle of the chest. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. I don't blame you, Bulls fans. It, it's fair. You bet. And the bright side... Noah's always going to be a part of Chicago. He's, you know, he clearly, oh, for sure. he clearly loves it here as, yeah. as i live in chicago uh yeah so we will we will be back next week with more free agency coverage uh until then you've been listening to the nba podcast presented by b-ball breakdown check out bballbreakdown.com for a bunch of free agency coverage we're gonna have daily recaps of all the signings and then some reaction to the, some of the bigger ones um you can find us on twitter at the nba pod check us out on soundcloud and itunes uh and until next time morton hope hope you uh feel better after the jono thing appreciate it brian <laughs> really appreciate it all right take care man likewise man okay we're back with some late breaking news <laughs> just as we signed off first Mark Spears of the Undefeated reported Evan Fournier gets a five-year, $85 million extension to stay in Orlando, which seems... Great deal! Yeah, that seems absurdly cheap, especially given the money that is being thrown around. And as proof of that, Adrian Wojnarowski tweets, Evan Turner has reached an agreement on a four-year, $75 million deal with Portland. That's almost $20 million a year for Evan Turner. Remember, like, 20 minutes ago when you were questioning why you would pay Chandler Parsons a four-year max deal? Yeah, I, you know what? A lot happened <laughs> in 20 minutes, Brian. This, this, that's... I mean, as a Sixers, uh, as a Sixers guy, I am naturally a little prejudiced toward Evan Turner. Uh, and he did admittedly play very well in Boston last year. If I did not, if I ever expected Evan Turner to make, what is that, like 
close to 19 million dollars a year yeah Ooh, buddy (laughs) i mean look man new cap or not right this this is ridiculous yeah oh wait Woj just turned it down four years 70 million doesn't make it any better it's still no oh my god oh my god yeah that's that is an enormous amount of money oh man so let's 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 start off with turner because that's the negative deal as far as i'm concerned then let's wrap it up with fournier which is a great deal yep yep Uh, you know turner he's a shaky defender he can be good at times yeah he can't shoot right like at all nope so what exactly are you getting that you couldn't have gotten for someone else at like 10 million a year why would you not just bring back mo harkless right right like i mean you have al farouk aminu who signed a four-year 30 million dollar deal last year you're paying evan turner more than twice as much evan turner just got as much as joaquin noah yeah oh my god yes and that was i would rather pay joaquin noah that much than evan turner yes i would too and we were trashing joaquin noah's deal right yeah no this i i Mozgov's is still the worst, but I'm going to say Evan Turner's is the second worst deal that we've seen so far. Um, Yeah, like it's not even, wow, those two, they're like neck and neck in terms of worst contracts. So, but hey, you said good for Chandler Parsons. This is good yeah. for Evan, you know, yeah. good for Evan. Like right. somehow he he got this money despite being not nearly half as good. Right, yes. Or we half, should... worth, half as much worth, yeah. We should clarify that we do not begrudge any player for getting as much money as they can. Good That's for true. you. Go get that money. Take. I mean, they're all you're taking money from billionaires anyway. Who gives a damn? Yeah. yeah. It's we are making fun of the teams and only the teams every time we say a contract is bad. Timofey Mozgov, good for you. Get that sixty-four million. Lakers, yeah. terrible choice. Uh, but here's the thing, wow. though. Like Evan Turner in Portland, right? Yeah. Remember what they did last year? They wanted guys who were in the same age yep. group yep. as yep. as Damian. Yep. They wanted guys who could grow with him. They also wanted shooting this year because they felt that they lacked a little bit of shooting. They were they were awesome shooters with the Damian Lillard, LaMarcus Aldridge pairing. They had Wes Matthews and Nicholas Batum. They had great shooters there. Yeah. And they go out and give $70 million to a guy who can't shoot, mm-hmm. who is a bit older. Like, this makes no sense. From where I'm sitting, no. like none whatsoever. He's a bench player. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, you have to put him in your starting lineup now, right? Yeah, you, I yeah, guess you're forced. To. I guess you're moving for Aminu to the four full time. You're, this, I mean, if I'm the team right now, I am preparing an offer sheet for Mo Harkless. Because yeah, I, and hell, I mean, this, uh, I guess. They still have enough money to retain Alan Crabb, but like, if they get anyone else, if they get Dwight Howard, if they get another big, like if they get Mahinmi, they get Biombo, it suddenly becomes really expensive to keep Crabb too. Yep. So, wow, <laughs> another guy I would rather spend seventy yeah. million on. Yeah, my God. You know, it sounds like I'm angry. I'm not. I'm just surprised. I'm no, really surprised. Right. And like, this that's yeah. that's a lot of money. Like we look, our reaction 
we, we were not recording at the time. No. We had, like, literally just signed off. Yeah. That's why we're back, people. I'm sorry. You're yeah. not done with us yet. Like, you, when you and I, again, we're on webcam. Yep. We had similar reactions when that came up. We were both wide-eyed and our our jaws both dropped. Yeah. This Have you ever seen the Key and Peel sketch where they're outside of the movie theater? And he goes running through the... <laughs> The revolving door. It that actually, was us. It, yeah, yeah. That was a hundred percent us. Yeah. That whoo. I was going to go with the mask reference. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Just yeah. without the whistling, because there's no way in hell I'm whistling to that deal. <laughs> oh, my God. What I am whistling over though is the Evan Fournier deal. Yes. Yeah. That 85 is five for was it five years? Yeah, five years. Unreal. Unreal value. Man, I like that. Yeah. So Sean Hyken just tweeted, Jimmy Butler is making less than Evan Turner just got, and some of y'all want to dump him for mediocre asset from the Wolves and Celtics. <laughs> That's <laughs> it's a fair, fair point. Yeah, That's this fair. is I, as That's I said fair. earlier, like Jimmy Butler's value is going up with every terrible deal. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. Yeah, Evan Fournier, we've ripped on the magic a lot, but for them to I mean, like how 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 are yeah. all these restricted free agents like if That's you're a restricted a free agent, hire me because I'm not going to let you agree to a damn thing until July 7th comes around and you can take <laughs> an offer sheet because someone is definitely going to give Evan Fournier four years, $80 million, without question. Yeah. Probably more. Like I wouldn't have been shocked if he got a max deal. Jesus, this is crazy. So so good on you, Magic. Good job actually making a deal that makes sense. Yeah, so much sense. Here's the thing. I was actually – um, I, I was I was hoping that a lot of teams would go after Fournier just to pump yeah. up his price because I feel he's that good. Right, I know he's twenty three years old. He can shoot the lights out. Like he is yeah. the oh man, he is the fundamental, such a good steal if you can get him for under twenty million. Like he's making less money on average than Evan Turner, is he not? And he's what yeah. four years younger, and he's a much yeah. better shooter. Like he's a yeah. oh. Oh man! So here's here's one thought that I have right now. Yeah, with regarding Evan Turner, because when Evan Turner signed for seventy, mm-hmm. and he's a small forward, mm-hmm. a veteran small forward, that this just set the market for Harrison Barnes. Not oh, set yeah. the market, but this oh. like zero Harrison, question. Yeah. yeah, Harrison Barnes is getting max, 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 max. Like Which it or is not. ridiculous because yeah. he's not that sort of player. I actually think he and Turner are in the same sort of tier. He's just I younger. Argue, yeah, he's younger, so that's why there's there's potential for for Barnes to grow to another tier. Yeah, but let's be honest: in four years, how much development has he shown? Right. Yeah, I mean, it's that, not that, a lot. So yeah. yeah, he's like he's less well-rounded of a player. Like Evan Turner is a better playmaker. Barnes is not that type of player. Yeah, but Barnes is a better shooter, a better defender. So like, correct. Yeah, in terms of what they provide on the court there could not be more different, but like in terms of, do you want like what number one, number two, number three option on your team? Like they're probably in that number four range. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm with you. They're, they're similar, but uh, just cause Barnes is younger and has theoretically more upside. He's definitely getting a max. So who's smiling right now? Everyone, every age, (laughs) every age. That's a good one. But here, here's the thing. We were talking about Jimmy Butler and his value, but yeah. you're leaving out 
someone else here, and that's Kawhi Leonard. The oh, Spurs yeah. right now, they are loving every minute of this. Oh my god, for sure. Anyone that signed a long-term deal last year is going to look like such a steal. Like, Jay Crowder is going to be yeah. paid half as much money as Evan Turner over the next four years. Less than half as much. Like, oh. He, what? Yeah, Jay has like $28 million. Yeah. Evan yeah. Turner is almost making like two and a half times as much as Jay Crowder. Mm-hmm. Just, well, just brace yourself for an amnesty, Evan. There's no yeah. way. Yep. Oh, my God. All right. Well, well, at least this is fun. And you know what? Yeah. I look forward to seeing what kind of bomb is thrown when we lock off a second time around. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's coming. If I mean, Evan Turner is getting $75 million. Every Every Evan Turner-esque contract shoots the percentage of a lockout up like 5%. The so, odds so are here, only going up. So here's a fun game. Let's predict the next one. The, the next awful contract? The next contract, period. Oh. And uh, I'm 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 gonna go Dion Waiters, <laughs> Dion Waiters in Sacramento, right? Uh huh. I'm gonna go four years, eighty four. <laughs> it's it's funny because I know it's like that's so possible, <laughs> but, but that is that would that would outdo Evan Turner's egregious contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Yeah, who who else is like meeting? I don't think Horford decides for a couple days. No, sure. I'm gonna say Courtney Lee four Ooh. years, fifty eight million to the Knicks. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, I think they finally get a good value. <laughs> yeah, no, wow. I get it. All right, well, again. Follow Bebop Breakdown for all the latest updates. Free agency. I'm sure we will have plenty of Evan Turner reaction. We just need to find a Blazers fan to stop drinking for 10 seconds to react to this deal. Uh, And then follow us on the NBA pod. We will be keeping track of all the latest free agency stuff too. Uh, Morton, let's let's pray we avoid any more bombshells, at least for our two teams. Yeah, my condolences, Portland fans. Yeah. Um, for I'm real. sorry, and, and congratulations, Magic fans. Well deserved. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah. That's a that's a that that's a tough one, uh, Portland fans. Yeah. All right. Well, well, we'll catch you later, Mort. YouTube, right? Welcome to Total Wine and More. It's much more than a wine store. It's the eighth wonder of the world. When people talk about Total Wine and More, they get a little carried away. We're just a big, friendly place run by people with a passion for wine and beer. See, we travel the world to find the best wines from the best regions, and we sell them at the lowest prices anywhere. And friendly, helpful experts at every turn. You know what? Maybe we are the eighth wonder of the world. Shop in-store or online at TotalWine.com. Easter is coming up, and I just can't wait to have the whole family in one place. And of course, what's Easter without an awesome Easter brunch? Now, I don't know about your family, but mine is a little picky, and I really wanted to impress them with something delicious. A friend told me I should check out Total Wine & More. It was crazy. They must have every wine and beer imaginable. I told one of their friendly experts my situation, and they found me just the thing. This sparkling wine is going to be absolutely perfect for brunch, even with my picky family. I know next time I need something, I'm shopping at Total Wine and more. 
Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles. Now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clearance. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles. Now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Exclusive. Includes in-store clearance.